Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. This is our weekly visit with you, and my name is Wayne Shepherd. Today, Living After Cancer. And we're thrilled, Percy, anytime someone survives a cancer scare. We are. We're, of course, that's the goal, is to survive and to move on. But what many do not know and understand that in many cases, there is a new normal for people who have gone through cancer yeah. care. Life changes, doesn't life it? Life changes. Uh, in some cases, there are things that adjustments that need to be made in their life. We want to talk about how to support and what type of support is available after the care of cancer. Such an important topic when we deal with all the ins and outs of cancer care. To neglect this area would be wrong. We have to talk about this. Because the assumption is that once treatment is finished and, 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 and a patient gets a clean bill of health, they just go back to life as it normally was. But that is not necessarily yeah, life the Life is case. never the same. No, it's not. So we need to understand and be conscious of the new normal of aftercare for cancer patients. And it affects not only the person with the cancer diagnosis and, uh, and the survivorship, but also those all around them, their loved ones. Again, their caregivers, the ones that have uh, been part Part of their lives, they also have to make adjustments in understanding some aspects of what comes now after cancer care. Well, I know you want to open the scripture, but I want to mention we have a guest who's going to join us, a nurse who specializes in aftercare. Jessica Kapustin will be with us here today. She's a wonderful, caring individual who understands uh, the importance of this, and she actually helps hold the hands of patients after they finish their care. She's going to teach us a lot today. Good. All right. With that, let's start, and uh, we want to have our spiritual nugget for the day. It's going to be found in Philippians, the fourth chapter, and we're going to read verses 12 and 13, and I think it's so applicable for the subject that we're going to talk about today. Uh, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do, verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Today, we want to talk about how, uh, despite not necessarily having everything optimally as we once believed or experienced it to be, that we can be content in any and all circumstances, and it will apply to the conversation today of aftercare of receiving cancer care. I'm sure you found this to be true, but uh, a survivor just has a certain perspective on life that the rest of us don't get, do we? It's true. In many cases, what I have had patients say to me is that that perspective was a gift for them because Mm -hmm. it really refocused. It's a wake-up call. It's Uh a wake-up call, and it helps them with priorities. So we're going to really learn a lot today about that perspective and that experience. All right. I hope you'll stay tuned as we talk with our guest here coming up in just a moment about aftercare, living after. Cancer. Our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. You'll find this program there. You can go back and listen to previous editions of this program, and it's all online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Percy McRae, inviting you to stay with us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, Consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. 
Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Call 855-929-HOPE to learn more. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. Welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. As we dive into our topic today, living after cancer, keep in mind that no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Our guest now is Jessica Kapusen, and uh, Jessica is with Cancer Treatment Centers of America in a very unique role, I think. Uh, why don't you explain what you do here at, uh, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America? Well, I work in the survivorship support department. We're a team of nurses, social workers, prosthetic fitters, sexuality counselors, and fertility counselors. Okay. Now, when we think about cancer and the treatment necessary, we don't think in those terms, but those are very real needs of the people you see every day. Sexuality is a topic that comes up often in patients' minds, but they don't feel super comfortable talking to their physicians about that. So we have a special team that works with the patients. For you personally, if this is something that you really find rewarding and uh, you really get to minister to people? I really do. My biggest role there is as a health coach. So I do a lot with healthy lifestyle wellness coaching for our patients. We talk about physical activity, bringing together care plans that work not only with physical activity, but mind and spiritually as well. Let's talk a little bit about how you engage and some of the unique uh, applications of what you're doing in the survivorship program, fitness and and, and uh, communicating uh, with individuals around things that will be helpful for them as an ongoing process uh, beyond their treatment and their care. Uh, share with us some of the unique aspects of, of the survivorship application and services of what you do. One of the big things that we're doing now is we're using wearable devices for our patients. So no matter what kind of device that they have, we're um, putting them together through the Cancer Fighter program as well as just through our survivorship program where they can interact with each other and do challenges regarding how many steps they can walk a day. They look at nutrition. We have um, challenges with them. You make competition out of it, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. So we want our patients to be as physical as they can. First time I see them come in, we try to really get them moving because physical activity has better outcomes patients feel better and their quality of life is much improved. So we're really working with those wearable devices to try to get people moving. And you're creating, if I can use the term, like a communities of individuals who are engaging. The word competition was used. But again, it's just keeping people kind of socially engaged with each other who are having similar goals from a from a survivorship perspective. Absolutely. And our patients are not always locally close, so they can't physically go for a walk in the park together. But daily we have individual goals. So one patient's goal might be 3,000 steps, another patient 6,000, another 10,000. And they can just challenge each other as an individual level and then message each other during the day and keep track of each other. And they're really inspiring to each other. Absolutely. Do you really have to convince them to participate? 
if they have a device, they are jumping on us, and many of them are asking for Christmas presents now. <laughs> oh, really? Now, with that being said, let's talk. Obviously, we're speaking to a faith-based audience with this program, and I know that one of the elements that that you ascribe to philosophically uh, with regard to wellness is, is is mind, body, spirit. So, let's talk a little bit about uh, how do you engage, or or what are your connections uh, with patients that you see from a spiritual care perspective? And how do you broach that conversation or that subject with them? Well, as a holistic nurse, part of what I really do is work with health promotion. So for me, that is mind, body, spirit completely. The question that I'll ask, I'll say, we're putting together a care plan for you and you have to come up with the goals for me. So I'll ask them, what brings you joy in your life right now? What brings peace into your heart? And that opens up the question for spirituality. And we talk about um, prayer, we talk about meditation, and we set specific goals that will be followed up on. And then the patient can share with me via email, via phone calls, or their next appointment. And we kind of just check in and see how they're doing spiritually and not only physically, like we talked about before. So spiritual goals, what a unique concept within the framework of cancer treatment. How did you think of that and how did you come about that concept? From my patients, really, is how we thought, well, let's just really put it into a care plan specifically. Um, my practice, as a, like I said, as a holistic nurse, is I practice mind, body, spirit and bring that out. But so many of our patients really, when they're diagnosed with cancer, just really get touched with that with the spirit and they um, want to bring that back, but a lot aren't sure how to go about doing that. So with interdisciplinary care here, we include our mind-body people, my social workers, as well as pastoral care, and we do set up spiritual goals. I hear a very personalized approach here. You, you, you get real personal with, with patients and the care uh, program that you mentioned? I do. Every patient is a personal connection to me. I've been nursing for 27 years now, and my goal still remains being a personal connection with each and every person that I meet. All right. How do you maintain that, even though you've seen so many people come through the program, and yet you have this, uh, I can tell you're, you're, you're talking about this excitedly, uh, yeah. Jessica. This is something you love to do. And how do you keep I that do. fresh? It's my passion. It's just my passion to work with patients. And I do remember, I remember my patients, sometimes not names, but faces and smiles, definitely. And like I said, we do connect even when they're not here via emails, via phone calls. What do they um, say to you? Connected. I didn't, I didn't walk my steps this week. <laughs> so they confess to you. Then. They do. They confess to me. So you become almost a source of accountability for them. I, I am. Yeah. And we, t we talk a lot about journaling and meditation too, which is, is really trying to just settle their souls and their, and their minds. And just, we talk a lot about that. So we'll talk about gratitude journals as well as frustration journals that some, some people make their goals. You're talking about things with these patients that sometimes friends don't talk about, but, but you, you go into those areas with people. Yes. And people really need someone to talk to with that. And I feel like that's, it's been very helpful for my patients. Do you find that it's difficult sometimes to get people to open up to you? No. Sometimes it's hard to have 30-minute appointments. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of insights have you garnered and learned from the engagement and the interaction with regard to some of those personal conversations? And obviously, we won't name any names, but what's, what are some of the things that you've learned and, and from an insight perspective? Just that I've, I find that so many of our patients through the help like giving them ideas about how to keep a gratitude journal, how much that opens up their heart and their spirit. With respect to the interaction of, of the patients and the, and the personal 
uh, types of conversations that you're you're having. What are some of the insights that you've garnered and that you've learned from those interactions? I, I've really learned that helping patients meet their own goals or set their own goals. It's so helpful having a happiness journal or having a gratitude journal that patients never thought to do that before. So every day they can say, I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord's in my life and that I was able to walk around the block today. I'm happy I was able to garden. I was happy that I was able to plant and eat my own food. And just realizing that just the simple things in life are so important. You're talking about attitudinal things. And you're telling me that makes a difference in cancer treatment. Absolutely. A positive attitude and positive energy, I really feel, can help the body to heal itself and to stay healthy and to move forward and not have comorbidities. Now, do you think that because of the clinical relationship that you have, that patients tend to be uh, less guarded around sharing some of those personal dynamics with you, but though you're there, you're being personal with them, they, they, they share that, but again, they feel free to do so? I feel like having a survivorship support department on top of regular medical oncology, on top of surgical oncology, on top of radiation oncology, they feel those areas... They, they don't open up in mind, body, spirit completely. They're more concerned about their, their body. Mm-hmm. So when they come and see us in survivorship support, we hear things that they don't tell their doctor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the doctor needs to hear it, and then we'll bring it back to their healthcare teams as well. So it's just a lot of communication. So let me ask you this. How do you engage with patients? Give us an example of the day of a patient engaging with survivorship. How does that take place? As soon as they come in the door, we're introducing ourselves. I try to get active with the patients from the beginning. So as they're going through their treatment, they're staying as active as they can, and they're remembering to take care of themselves. I'm very big into self-care, movement spirituality, mindfulness, as they go through treatment. Um, And then on their return visits here, they schedule an appointment with their scheduler, and we have 30-minute appointments. And it's sometimes it's just a place for them just to come and and cry, to come and talk, to have somebody just a listening ear. And um, it's a no-pressure, no-questionnaire kind of department. It's just an open, whatever-they-need appointment. Jessica, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm getting the impression that when someone's going through cancer treatment, and we know that it's very uh, integrative, all this going on, but when they come in for survivorship, that's that's got to be like almost like a highlight for them uh, to have that interaction, that personal interaction, and someone who cares the way you care. Our team is incredible, and our patients really do um, enjoy coming to see us. Like I said, even when they're not here, they're checking in with us, cause, so they know it's an extra layer for them besides just normal medical care, they're getting an extra layer. And they, many of our patients really take advantage of it. Yeah. God bless you for what you're doing. It's really remarkable. And uh, you, you see some difference being made in people's lives every day, don't you? Oh, I really do. I really do. All right. That's Jessica Kapustin, our guest today here. Jessica, you've provided us with health, hope, and inspiration today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. And there is a person who really cares deeply, doesn't she? She said a lot. We're going to unpack with Percy McRae coming up on Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. And welcome back to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Such an important topic today, living after cancer. Remember, no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. Percy, I want to talk to you about what we talked about with Jessica. It was very very moving to talk with her. It was moving, but also it was informative in terms of really understanding that when a cancer patient completes their treatment, of course, that's the goal. Uh, that's the big finish line and every, that everyone is shooting toward. But what many, many people really do not understand that after they finish and complete their, their treatment and their care, there is still so much more that is needed mm-hmm. for the patient mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Yeah. We talk about being a survivor, but it's really more thriving as a survivor, isn't it? Well, I think that when we think about the word surviving or survivor or survivorship, it has somewhat of a negative connotation to it that I just barely made it. I'm here, but uh, but we really want to talk about how to thrive as a survivor, thriving in surviving mm-hmm. and understanding the necessary components that will enable and empower one to do just that. I think that uh, Jessica helped us with a couple of things. Number one, about having a health coach or being a health coach. Uh, I don't know if anyone has ever thought about uh, a health coach for patients after they've completed their their treatment, mm-hmm. friends, family, loved ones who can be a health coach, uh, and then creating communities with other cancer survivors. What a concept uh, that kind of has a, a, a com- competitive element in terms of walking and exercising and certain little programs that would help motivate a cancer patient to continue on doing things beyond their treatment. Many cancer patients uh, experience, um, you know, changes in their life uh, after they finish their care for for various different reasons. But that does not mean that their life uh, changes or stops. It means that they now have some new uh, norms that, that they need to work on and create and having a community of others that they can do that with, I think is extremely important. Well, I have a whole new appreciation for what takes place after the clinical care ends and is no longer necessary. What happens after that? It doesn't just stop, does it? No, it doesn't. And again, you know, this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. And many cancer patients have expressed to me over the years that when I was done with my treatment, people just forgot about me. They just mm-hmm. thought that everything was fine and okay. But the fact of the matter is there were other things that needed to take place. How about this as a concept, Wayne? Jessica helped us to understand about helping to establish new spiritual goals. Yeah, I picked up on that, too. Yeah, that was a powerful concept at the end of the day. What do I want to now achieve 
and be and become from a spiritual perspective now that I've gone through this process, I'm on the other side of treatment, I need to establish some new spiritual goals uh, for my life and, and for my well-being. Uh, and one of the things that she talked about was having a gratitude journal or a happiness journal. There are days and times that I imagine that cancer patients uh, need to remind themselves of reasons why they're happy uh, or why they are grateful uh, for all that has taken place in their life. Having a journal to uh, notate that and write that and to remind themselves, we know that there is, there's a therapeutic benefit in journaling and writing. So again, let's have a gratitude or a happiness journal or spiritual goals that we write out to really motivate uh, individuals to keep moving beyond uh, the process of completing cancer, but thriving in their survivorship. Here's what I'm thinking about that. Why waste the experience? Nobody wants to go through a medical situation of cancer or anything like it. But if we've gone through that and if we have survived, why waste the experience? What have we learned from that experience? You know, you bring up a good point. What was the aha moment? You know, what did I learn from this? And in many cases, what we should know and understand as as people of faith that God will never waste allowing an opportunity of circumstances that happen into our lives that we did not glean some higher benefit and value from. So, yeah, let's not just throw that into the trash can of, well, I did my treatment, I did my care. What did I learn from that? What what did I extrapolate from this experience? Uh, what can I share with others? How can I train or motivate and inspire others? There's something that came out of this that is of value and benefit. Yeah, I thought it was funny when we asked Jessica if it was hard to get people to open up, and she said no. <laughs> well, yeah, again, I think the the opposite is very true. Cancer patients, quite frankly, are struggling finding individuals who will sit down and listen to them and allow them to naturally and organically unpackage their experience. I, I cannot tell you how many occasions I've had cancer patients to say to me that cancer ultimately, when they got on the other side of treatment and care, ended up either being a, a blessing for them or one of the best things that ever happened to them because it changed the trajectory of how they pursued life, how they lived life, how they thought about life that then created a, a brand new uh, focus and direction for them, and they utilized it and stepped right into it. And I think there's a lesson there for us in that we may not be a professional like Jessica is, but there's a role for us to be that person who listens to make ourselves available to that survivor. Well, I if, if nothing else, uh, what I would love for our listening audience to take away from this, again, the, the motivation for this show is we're not trying to create healthcare experts. We're trying to empower an entire community of people who are organically in place. Uh, and accessible to cancer patients uh, in their local churches, in their neighborhoods, in their communities, in their places of work, so that they can become much more engaged and active in the life and the process and the movement of those people that they have access to beyond a casserole, beyond a card, <laughs> beyond a pat on the back. Right. We're talking about being very purposeful and engaged in a way that will make a huge deposit in that person's life. And so, again, become a, a health coach, if you will, if nothing else around, let's walk together. Let's exercise. What is it that you want to do? I'm here to help you get to that point. 
And didn't you love the idea of the gratitude journal? It's just it's how powerful is that? And again, we're going to get back to our scripture nugget in just a minute. But we know as people of faith, core to our belief system is is the ability to to be able to praise and give God thanks for all of our circumstances, all of our situations. And it's not just a mental psych out. It is it, it empowers us in ways that then begins to give us the ability to rise above our circumstances. Share that scripture one last time. So, yeah, with that being said, let's get to it. Um, we're looking at Philippians, the fourth chapter, verses 12 and 13. And it says this. I know again, we're hearing the writer who is speaking about his condition. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned. I have learned. I'm going to say it one more time. Mm -hmm. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Verse 13, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Whatever our circumstances, our challenges, no matter how difficult they may have been, as we thank God for that, as we have a, a gratitude journal, a happiness journal, as we begin to have fine life coaches, we can can find joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes, comes in, in the, the morning. morning. Amen. That's Reverend Percy McCray, our host here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our time is gone, but let me just point you to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, or call our toll-free number for more information about Cancer Treatment Centers of America and programs available. Call 855-929-HOPE, 855-929-4673. Percy, God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. To learn more, call 855-929-HOPE or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, care that never quits.